Welcome to the weekly podcast of the Voice of Healing Radio with Michael Petro. VOH Radio brings an in-depth understanding of the scriptures prophetically, rich revelation of the early church apostolic fathers, and biblical interpretation of the biggest news and political stories of our day. Take VOH Radio with you on the go. Listen on demand weekly. New programs released every Monday at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Radio.com, TuneIn, and more. To partner with us, please go to voh.church forward slash radio. That's voh.church forward slash radio. Or email us at radio at voh.church. You know, when I think about the growing impact of the Voice of Healing Radio, I think about all those throughout the world who have reached out to us to tell us about the radical changes in their lives and a desire to go deeper in the Word of God. There's a passion to see Jesus more than ever before. And we want to invite you to partner with us to continue sending this gospel that's transforming lives and so many people to the nations. For the gift of $50 or more, we would like to send you the VOH Radio hat And for your gift of $100 or more, we want to send you the VOH hat and hoodie featuring a quote from one of the favorite early church fathers, Origin. This is our gift to you for partnering with us to take VOH Radio to the world. Visit voh.church slash radio to donate now. You're listening to The Voice of Healing Radio with Michael Petro. Blessings. This is Mike Petro, and you're listening to The Voice of Healing. Amen. A lot of things are coming up here in the next few months. We're actually getting ready to open a facility a studio in the Houston area where we'll be doing uh, our television programs through and, and our media outlet. So uh, keep, uh, keep us in prayer. Keep us in your thoughts. You know, it's such a big transition for us and a change. We're just really looking for, you know, God's uh, plan and desire for us. We know that it's his timing and it's his season and uh, the things he wants to do. So with that, we know that God wants to bring about a lot of change in people's lives. And so, yeah, get a hold of us. Let us know what you think. You can get on our website at voh.com and, uh, you know, send us an email. Uh, give us a call. There's our phone numbers are there. And uh, really, we have so many resources for for a brand new uh, believer. You know, I, I know that what I teach is not for everybody. You know, I know that if you're lazy, if you really don't want to study scripture, if, you know, you're a heathen type of Christian, lazy Christian, uh, VOH Radio is really not for you. But if you're hungry for God, if you're on fire for God, if you want to know truth, if you want to understand why the scripture was written, if, you're, if you want to see the uh, early church history, what they were, if you desire to have a transformation in your life, then then VOH is definitely the Voice of Healing Ministry is something that you really want to be part of because, uh, you know, Jesus wasn't looking for everybody and neither are we. We're looking for the ones that have that desire, have that hunger. 
have that passion in them for the truth. The, you know, the person that's has one foot in the world and one foot in the church. Uh, honestly, you know, if you were if you came to my church and I knew what type of lifestyle you were living, I would throw you out of my church. And and if you don't believe me, you can just come ask any of my people. Uh, because the early church didn't tolerate it, and neither are we supposed to as ministers. And for you ministers out there that know what's going on and people living in the world and coming to your church, you're not a real minister. Because if you were a real minister, you would stop that because you would not let the unrighteous come in with the righteous. There's a little term in the Bible, it's called pruning. It's used over and over. As a matter of fact, if you study early church history, people that lived in sin were not allowed into the church. There's no, well, maybe they'll repent, maybe they'll get it right, maybe, maybe, maybe. Yeah, I, I've seen a lot of maybes never happen. Number one, I've been in the ministry for over 25 years. Number two, when I studied the early church, it was intolerated. Matter of fact, not only were people removed from the church, but on the way out the door, they were anathemaed. You know what anathema means? It means cursed and damned to hell. The apostles would literally throw you out and condemn you to hell so that you knew if you were really going to get serious and really make a change in your life, then you might have an opportunity to come back to those men, repent before them, that you might be received into the church. So this sloppy agape gospel where everybody's allowed in and everybody's going to make it and all you got to do is pray the prayer. Make sure that you bring your offering. Make sure that you pay that 10%. Man, uh, we make sure we get those messages in, don't we? Hey, But when it really comes to leaving a righteous and holy life, uh, we forgot that message. When it comes to the blood of the cross and the price that was paid, we don't have that message either anymore. We just have messages that tickle people's ears, like Jesus says. It's amazing when I look in the body of Christ today and I see exactly prophesied what was prophesied by our Lord and Savior, what was prophesied and told to us by his disciples. It's extremely amazing. Recently, actually, this week, last week, the Pope made an interesting comment. The Pope said that, that uh, it's all right for gay marriage. It's all right for people of the same sex to be together. Huh. I wonder what Bible that was in. Not saying that the Lord doesn't love those people. Not saying that the Lord doesn't love everybody. But bottom line is, I mean, either we believe what the Bible is saying about coming right with God, about surrendering all to the Lord, or we don't. We either believe what the Lord has told us or we don't believe it. We live today in a society. Listen, the Bible says first the natural, then the spiritual. When you look at what's happening in the world right now, we live in a culture that if you don't do what we tell you, we will cancel you. We will not let you speak the truth. We will not let you say what you want to say on our medias. We are heading down a slope of socialism, communism, so fast right now. 
and it's not even being talked about in our pulpits. It's not even being brought up by the church uh, churches. It's not the church isn't standing up for nothing. Like uh, Franklin Graham said, you know, Jesus would get a vaccination. Would he really? Hmm. I wonder why he had a miracle ministry if he needed to get a vaccination. I wonder why Jesus could heal, deliver, and set people free, but, you know, he would still need to get a vaccination. I'm, I'm wondering how the creator of the universe, the creator of the universe would need to be vaccinated from the curse that Adam created, meaning Adam surpassed God. Adam was so great in his fall that when he brought sickness and disease and all these things into the earth, now God himself has to get vaccinated. Um, sorry, brother, but uh, that is an antichrist statement. and You need to repent to the body of Christ for making such an absurd, ridiculous and, and uh, vile statement corporately to the body across this nation. You need to repent before the nation. And until you do, I, I really, I have no desire to hear anything you have to say. And so should there be a lot of people that understand exactly what is being said. Every Christian should stand up and ask for repentance from this individual. I want to get into John chapter 1. Since we're going to talk about blood, hallelujah, and uh, vaccinations, let's get into John 1.1. 1, 1. John, I just love uh, these words that he brings to the uh, church and to the body. He said, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He, notice how the Word becomes a he was in the beginning with God. See, when we read the scripture, scripture is a he. When you have a revelation, as I had said in Romans chapter one, that God's wrath is coming because of the sons of disobedience. But when we look at, hallelujah, the he, the word, the living word, living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, if that word is alive and it's able to cut the sin out of your life, the ignorance out of your life, the, 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 the natural man out of your life, if it can engraft itself to you, that means that if, if the word has the ability to engraft to you, that must mean that Jesus is engrafting his divine personal nature to you. And what will the end of that look like? Obviously, it has to look like Jesus. And if that word that was there in the beginning, that created all things, that created everything down to the cellular, molecular levels, if that word is the word that created every atom and every planet and all the universe and every galaxy, if that is the word, if that is the creator, can you imagine, imagine creating universes, universes, just by speaking the word. Then imagine, you know, your body, 
When you get down to the cellular, molecular level of your body, your body is a universe. So can you, that's just you as a person. Can you imagine the tables, the walls, the, the floors, the dirt, everything around you, down the, to the molecular levels are universes with themselves. So when God created our universe and everything that is in our universe and every molecular and cellular level of those planets that are out there, that we can't even give you numbers for to the farthest levels, uh, uh, furthest uh, 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 areas of the universes. The Lord just didn't create, hallelujah, the, the universe. He created universes within universes. And he did it all with nothing. He created so much that your mind can't even fathom what our heavenly father has created. It is so mind-blowing when I just look around a room and I think that everything that I'm looking at, I'm just not looking at a wall or a table, I'm just not looking at a computer or, or, or you know, furniture. You're looking at, at numbers of cells and, and molecules at levels uh, that there are numbers you've never even heard of. And the Lord created each and every one of them out of let there be. His son, Jesus Christ, was there and worked with his father to create all that, right? <laughs> and you're going to tell me that he would take a vaccination, that he would need to take a vaccination. It's, it's, I can't get it out of my mind. It's so ridiculous to me to make that statement. It's almost like Satan stepped in front of me and made that statement. I wouldn't, listen, to call God something that he is not, to call his son something that he is not, to bring God down to our level is actually talked about in scripture. And if you don't believe it, I'll give it to you. It's also in Romans chapter one. In Romans chapter one, it says this, right? I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is uh, the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and then for the Greek. For in it the righteousness, the right understanding of God is revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth and unrighteousness, or they suppress the truth in the under, lack of understanding. Because what might be made known of God is manifest in them, or what might be known of God is revealed through them, for God has shown it to them. For since the creation of the world, the invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even as eternal power in God, and so we are without excuse. Because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God, nor were thankful, but because of their futility and their thoughts, and their foolish hearts were darkened, professing to be wise, they became fools, and changed the glory of the incorruptible God into the image of made like a corruptible man. 
a man that would take a God, the Lord Jesus Christ, who would take a vaccination like every other man. Franklin Graham is a fool. He professes to be wise, and millions of people follow his foolish wisdom. And where? Where are the elders? Where are the ministers that would stand up and say, this man needs to repent? They changed the glory of the incorruptible God into an image made like corruptible man and birds and four-footed animals and creeping things. For God also gave them up to uncleanness and the lust of their hearts to dishonor their bodies among themselves. Yeah, that's right. See, a statement or, or a, 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 something to be said at that level means that that individual's heart has been turned over to a state of uncleanliness. Really, I'm not here to preach about that. I'm here to get back, hallelujah, to what we're supposed to be, what God has called us to walk in, what God has called us to call out. You might say, oh, man, oh, man, why are you calling this dude out? I'm, I'm calling him out because it's ridiculous. It's a ridic ridiculous statement. It's a deceiving statement. And there's people that are being put in fear because of this stupidity. If you researched it, you would not make that statement. In the beginning was the word, Jesus Christ. And the word was with God. The word was God. He was in the beginning with God. He, the word, Jesus Christ, was in the beginning creating with God. All things, meaning the word of God. And I'm not, listen, I'm not talking about the New Testament. I'm talking about Torah was there in the beginning with God creating, meaning prior to creation, he was there. Meaning the word is eternal. The word always was, and therefore it will always be. So if you throw out what is eternal, it means you have that image of corruptible man. He, the word was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him. Oh, hallelujah. And without him, nothing was made that was made. And in him was life, and the life was the light of men. Maybe you should ask yourself a very simple question. Am I alive? Am I on fire? Am I excited about what I hear at church? Can I sit at a six, seven, eight-hour service? Or would I... If I found out the church was going to be seven, eight hours, six hours, I wouldn't even go. I got to work in the morning. There was a revivalist by the name of Evan Wal Roberts. He was part of the part of the Welsh revival in the 1900s. Actually, the the move of God started in uh, I believe it was in 1904. Never Roberts. He was a young man. He was in his 20s about 26, 27, had an amazing hunger and thirst for God. He had a desire to pray. And he literally would say God told him to do something. Believe it or not, God still talks. 
to people that are listening, to people that are hungry, the people that want a relationship with him. So the Lord would say, Evan, go over to this Wesleyan church over here. Believe it or not, he was a Protestant. He would go to these Protestant churches in Wales. He'd say, go over to this church and tell the pastor over there that you need to say something to the church. You need to tell them about prayer and intercession. So at the end of the service, most of the pastors would just shoosh them off and say, well, I don't, I don't feel that, blah, blah, blah. You know, like today where people are trying to protect their flocks because they're so afraid, so afraid that their people will go somewhere else instead of fearing God. And Evan Roberts would come in and he would say what had to be said some pastors would, would let him speak at the end of service, some, at the, some right at the beginning. God would touch their hearts and say, yeah, sure. Go up and tell everybody what God has to say. And he would get up. And the Lord gave him four points, and he said, this is what we have to have for a revival. It's interesting when you think about his four points of revival. Those four points should be burned in every one of our hearts. One, that there should be true repentance. That if we have any sin in our life, any wrong understanding in our life, it should be repented of. Two, when the Holy Spirit speaks to us, even in that still, small voice, that we should do whatever the Holy Spirit says. Whatever the Holy Spirit wants us to do, we should do what he asks us to do. Three, that we should have forgiveness towards everybody. And through that forgiveness, that no matter what somebody has done to us, that we would make it right and for. That there would be such a heart and fire within us that we would confess Christ, that we are Christians everywhere we go. We would go to the restaurant. I'm a Christian. I follow Jesus Christ. How many people today would walk that walk? Evan, Evan Roberts walked that walk. Not only did he walk it, but it was one of the hardest parts of the world at that time, which was Wells, a bunch of miners, a bunch of people that cussed and sweared, and their famous and, the, and the, their most favorite pastime was to go to the pubs and drink. And Evan Roberts started in one church and went to another. And the fire of God broke out to the biggest revival that we know of today. And people would stay in church. They would start the prayer meetings, 7 o'clock. And they would just start praying. A little bit of preaching, but mostly prayer. And they would start praying and praying and praying. Evan Roberts would leave that church and go over to another church and start prayer there. And then he would leave that church on the same night and go start another prayer. And these churches would be praying till two, three, four, five, six o'clock in the morning. Meaning they didn't want to stop. The people did not want to stop. The people did not want to go home. 
the pastors would try to close the services and the people would go, no, no, we need to pray about this. And it would start right back up. Pastor would go, oh, we got to quit now. No, it would start right back up. Why? Because people wanted to reach God. See, when you get touched by God, when you really get touched, you don't want to lose that touch. It's a very scary thing because you can lose it for good. Those people prayed and prayed and prayed to the wee hours of the morning. There was no one-hour services. There was no 45-minute services. Just a, 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 a prayer service on a, on a Sunday. No, no, no. Went every night in these churches. And millions of people came to Jesus. Minors. The pubs emptied. The police stopped arresting people and started forming choirs. They would come in and sing at the churches. They go, oh, yeah. The, they said, well, you know, why are we paying you? And they said, well, the churches are asking us to come and help them, uh, the people leave and get onto the roads. And, you know, they also like us to sing. Would that be an amazing move of God in our country? Instead of our kids being told that they can choose what sex they want to be while they're still babies, that we would have schools that would want to pray for hours and hours and hours. Maybe the problem is our government. Maybe the problem is the fire of God in our churches. Maybe our churches are so dead that we need to repent before God. Ministers, as ministers, we need to repent. Because I would rather have a few good men and women that are on fire for God than a church filled with dead people. Really. And I think Jesus feels the same because he got rid of people that were just there to see the show. He was there for people that were hungry for his presence. And I think we need to get back to that, churches. We need to get back. We need to get on our faces and start repenting for this nation. We need to first not repent for our nation. We need to repent before God for our coldness, our hard-heartedness the spirit that we have acquired to let this go on and on and on and never stand up and fight. We need to repent for being religious and not righteous. We need to repent for having more of the cares of this world than the fire of God. Prayer meetings. Till the next morning, I read about a man that went to his first prayer meeting. That prayer meeting went till five o'clock in the morning. He went home, sat on the couch, changed, sat on the couch, got up, went to work, went home that night, said, honey, dress the kids. We're going to the prayer meeting again. Not an excuse, but a hunger and a fire. This is VOH Radio, and I'm Mike Petro. If you enjoyed today's podcast, partner with us by heading to voh.church forward slash radio. That's voh.church forward slash radio. Your financial gift helps the Voice of Healing Radio bring revelation to God's kingdom and to the nations. Have a testimony or prayer request? Call us at 1-877-440-3737. That's 1-877-440-3737. Send us an email at radio at voh.church. 
And don't forget to add VOH Radio on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for your current updates. This is the Voice of Healing Radio with Michael Petrone.